you never know what impact you're making as a person who's listening right now. But I want to say to you, Jared, you never know the impact you make on people's lives. And sometimes it's like you don't get the feedback. You just don't know. You wonder sometimes. But I put your name there for a reason, not just because of podcasting, but because I remember you were one of the first persons in a very long time who said to me, Kingsley, at the end, can I pray with you? And that meant something to me. So my final word is so that you never know the impact. You never know the small seed. Don't give up. Keep on doing good because in the end, you will reap if you faint not. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. This is Jared Easley sipping on some Dunkin' Donuts coffee, hanging out in the flesh with Kingsley Grant at <laughs> kingsleygrant.com. Kingsley, first of all, I got to say thank you because when we hang out, I always feel like I've, I've been blessed. So welcome to the show. Jerry, thank you, man. It really goes both ways. As I said to you, it's really so important for me to be able to sit down across from you and just have a conversation because I really recall that this was what started for you and I. And so I always look forward to this moment. It's always enriching for me to do this, right? Having this conversation with you. So thank you for having me. Well, it's a blessing for sure. So Kingsley and I agreed uh, via Facebook that we needed to hang out again. So we uh, made that happen today and uh, we're at a local Dunkin' Donuts and there's some history at this Dunkin' Donuts. So Kingsley, I won't, uh, I won't rob you of the opportunity to share some of the stories, but th- there's, some, there's some hang time that's happened at this Dunkin' Donuts before. It sure is. I mean, I really remember our time, I think a couple of years back or a few years ago, that we would make even some Sunday evenings or come out here and sit outside and enjoy South Florida weather. If you're in a cold situation right now, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to rub things in, but <laughs> we had some fantastic time drawing out things on napkins and talking and dreaming. And it was to me a, a brother kind of conversation. So I felt like I was getting to know you a whole lot more and sharing our own personal journey as well, not just our, you know, about the business or about podcasting, but also about our family and where we were. So that was really, to me, very special, right? So Dunkin' Donuts here, where we are right now, has a lot of memory etched in the walls and in the chairs because of where we have sat. So thank you for the moments, man. And there may have been a donut or two that was consumed. I, I, I can't confirm or deny that. But uh, and we've also had meetups here in the past with the, you know, podcasting and different things. So yeah, it's, it's just fun to kind of come back. And, and then uh, in our chat earlier, just catching up and stuff, you said something that really struck a chord with me. And I, I guess I want to kick off going in that direction. You had talked about the lessons learned in suffering. And man, I think there's a lot of people, especially listening to a podcast called Star of the Doubts, that are like, man, you know, I can relate to suffering, you know, and suffering, let's, let's have context. I mean, we know we're not in some third world impoverished country. So, you know, maybe it's unfair to use the word suffering, but I think people get the point, you know, when, when we're not experiencing a desired outcome or, or we're being humbled or uh, different experiences in our life that we're, we're wanting to go a certain way, but we're not getting that result. And so I want to do, if you'd be willing, just for a little bit to talk about lessons learned in suffering and how that applies to where you're at in this season of your life. Sure. I think that's a great, I'm glad you brought that up, Jerry, because many times people are going through things in their lives and many times it's unexpected, right? They didn't see it coming and they don't understand it. So the big question, why? Why me? Why now? And so I remember in 2008, I had one of those moments where you know, after I'd resigned from my job of 21 years, six months after that, right, I was laying in a hospital, my chest split open, having a quadruple bypass surgery. And I'm thinking, 
why now? Because number one, I didn't have a steady income, had no insurance. And why did this time happen to be where I now had this hard situation? But for me, it was a moment to do a reset because the things I learned through that was, number one, compassion for people, compassion. So my compassion quotient basically rose because I know how dependent I was on other people to take care of me. I was in incredible pain. I was you know, in need of people to move me, to feed me, because I really was, had gone through a major surgery. So what happened, I think suffering does, it puts us back in touch with that part of our being to be more conscientious of other people. Put ourselves of empathy. That could be me. So it humbles me to realize I, who was in great health, physically and otherwise, now needed somebody to take care of me. It wasn't something that ever crossed my mind prior to that. But that moment, like, wow, I need that person. I need that nurse. I need that doctor, you know, to come in and bathe me, right? So that was a, a very humbling thing for me. So yes, suffering, I think, is necessary to bring us back to a place of reality or we get too far away or we no longer touch people and be able to relate to people where they are. So I find humility is one of those things that comes out of suffering. When you put it that way, as strange as it sounds, suffering can be a blessing. And I can relate to that. I mean, you know, I've shared some stories earlier where I've I've had to go through some things that were challenging and, and difficult and humbling, but that experience really opened up some areas of my life that were greedy, that were focused 100% on myself, and just things that I believe God wanted me to adjust and, and not continue down that path. And so I'm thankful for those things, not to say they were easy. <laughs> so Kingsley, I, I think you're a person who's pretty smooth, but smooth has a whole new meaning for you. So why don't, why don't we talk for a little bit about smooth, where that has come from and what that means? Yeah, Jerry, you know what I had mentioned to you earlier after 21 years of a, of a job, right? And then to, to be transitioning from that, I really could not put my finger on it. There was nothing I could say. Here's how it happened until I really came to this smooth acronym. So I wanted to figure a way, how can I help people to do a smoother transition, right, in career than I went through? How can I help people to have a smoother change in whatever area they're at to that is not as destructive or it's um, not as, um, you know, as crazy as people do when they go through changes, right? So this acronym word smooth kind of captures for me what happened and what I believe helps people make a transition that is probably more successful and, and probably more helpful than they would have otherwise. So of course, it's smooth. The word S, right? Because every one of us have a story. And like I mentioned about my story earlier about my heart situation and in that story is struggle, right? Because people are like, at a point, I'm struggling with this. So the story is made up of those things. And I'm thinking, okay, that's a place to start. Now, having heard the story, what do you want to do as a result of that? And I find is that we, is a why. Why do I want to have some change? And I find it's a mission. I feel there's something bigger than me. I think there's something I need to do in life that I find that is going to emerge out of my story. I'll give an example. I had an interview just this last week with this gentleman who is writing a, writing a book. And it's supposed to be this guy who's the author, and I won't mention any name, but is an, a national bestseller. And he reached out to me because he saw on my website, I share my story of my early childhood molestation. And so what happened, he said, he had written a book on forgiveness. And I talk about how I was able to forgive 
person who did what he did to me. And he said, when he interviewed me, the guy said, man, Kingsley, that was a very powerful story for you to forgive somebody who did that to you, right? And I shared how it took me 20 years to talk about it. So my story there gave way to a mission to help people who also have gone through a situation like I have. So now the mission I am on has come out of my own story. And every one of us have a mission that comes out of our suffering, our story, our struggles. And then the first O of the word smooth has to do with the obstacles. So once I set my mind on this mission, as you know, Jared, immediately obstacles come our way, right? To either throw us off, discourage us, or whatever the case might be. But those obstacles also create for us internal struggle with the objections, why I should not be, why I can't, why shouldn't I, you know, why am I the person? Why me? And we begin to have those limiting beliefs, right? So the objections start fighting internally. So I have obstacles real and unreal. I have those objections within, and I really begin to suffocate my possible dream, right? Then at the next all come alongside and say, hey, wait a minute. Before you go off the cliff, let's look at opportunities. Is there any opportunity that could be possible from your situation? Or is there any options you could look at? And so the second all talk about opportunities or options. So I've now had the story, the mission, the obstacles, and the opportunities that may come. I was interviewing someone recently who is a president of a large organization. And he said to me, Kingsley, what happened was if I had not left where I was, I would not have had the opportunities today that I have had I not stepped away from where I was. And sometimes those obstacles give way. If we can only break past that to opportunities in our lives. You have experience in that your own life journey. You probably can share about that later on. And then the, the T of the smooth is where we have the time frame. And what happened is we have to then decide how bad do we want something. We can make time for it. So we have to trim time or train our time so it works for us. Because if we believe our mission is big enough, we've got to make sure we make time to do that. But having done all of that now, here's what happened. What's the action step? Is the H, which I call the hole in one. The whole, we borrowed the term from, of course, golf. I'm not a golfer. I don't know if you're a golfer or not, but I tell you, I, I miniature golf, I'm a pro, right? <laughs> and on a golf course, I probably don't know what to do. But my point is that it gives a quick win. How can I hit that ball in the hole with one shot? And I'm saying, what I do is say, here is an opportunity for you now. What option do you have that we could probably start with that would give you a chance when you know yourself, know your skill set, your experience, that could allow you to get a hole in one? What would that be and how do we get there? And that gives me a smooth path from where I am to where I want to be. Kizzy, would you be willing to share a specific story or example of the opportunity side of the house? Uh, maybe it's someone you've worked with or uh, your own story where uh, you found the opportunity and then you were able to translate that to hope, to a hole-in-one, to a quick win. It's a great, great question, Jared. I love that question because... Yes. When I um, talk about when I left my, my, um, bit my job, right? What has happened since then for me? The opportunities have come. I don't believe I would, ex- I would not be sitting here talking to you as number one, right? So it's a great opportunity. But for me, my quick win, my quick win was when after I left the hospital and I had rehabilitated and got my health back was when people began to reach out to me hearing my story and would say, how can you help me, right? So immediately it created for me a, a point of contact where someone is, was able to be helped and, ho- and get hope as a result of that. That was a, a quick holding one that said, ah, oh, I'm onto something here. 
So it immediately said in my mind, oh, you might be on the right track. So I was kind of bolstered in my confidence level to say, what if I could do two of these, three of these, four of these? So my quick win, having someone come into me and ask me, how can they do what I've done, right? In a very quick way. That was, for me, a trigger to set a snowball effect where it now leads me to where I'm at right now. So uh, you mentioned the snowball effect and where you're at now, but even where you're at now, there's been adjustments, there's been shifts, if you will. And so I want to talk about some examples of that. What, what happens when you kind of, it's like you're recycling through the smooth, you're running into new obstacles. So, so what's your game plan for when those things happen? I mean, I'm telling you, you're, 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 I love the word, you're right, you're right. It's a recycling effect. It doesn't stop once you have a hole-in-one, as you know. Because, for example, for me, you know, I've had podcasts in college, the midlife launch for a year and a half, two years. And for me, I have to re-examine and re-evaluate and look at what was I struggling with. And one of my struggles was to really connect to people in a very singular way, other than this broad, abstract, midlife way. So I had to re-examine my story and my struggle. And so I'm not, I'm not reaching people as I think I should have. And I, look, I base it upon, of course, the feedback and based upon the stories that I might hear. I wasn't hearing as much of that to say, well, mm, I'm onto something here. So I had to go back and re-examine and re-evaluate it. So I struggled with that. Again, yeah, almost like a reset. So for me, my whole podcast shift came when I changed the name from the midlife launch to now smooth career change. Because, I mean, you know, the very word smoothly being used there. But the reason why I did that was because I had to be more specific. Which we call about niching down, right? But for me, it set in motion the need to go, Kingsley, there's something here. Don't give up. There's something here. And what might you need to do to make it even deeper and tighter? So I went through that. And I have several iterations of different things in my life that I've gone, and I love the word you use, I recycle through this time and time again. And I believe it gives the opportunity for a person to do that in a smooth way. Kingsley, you make no, you don't hide the fact that you're a man of faith. And I've always loved that about you. So uh, what part of, of your faith has played into this story? I mean, let's just talk about that for a minute. You know, Jared, I think I tell people many times when I get in, introduced for my speaking and someone said, I always put in my bio, you know, a man of faith. So I put, you know, I'm a dad, I'm a husband and a, a person of faith, because to me, that's a central core of who I am. And what it does for me is like where the Bible says, you know, don't give up. You know, but God tells me many times, hang in there, so to speak. Don't become anxious, right? And to know that, because he says to me, tomorrow might, will be better. And how do I know that? Because he's a God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So I know that today will not necessarily be my tomorrow. So faith drives that. And I just have to walk. In this morning, I was praying, Jared, and I said, I was reading the Bible where it talked about how we need to have a, a faith as a, as a grain of mustard seed. And I said, God, help me to have that faith today to walk from a position of faith and a place of fear. I can only have two things, faith or fear, and both cannot coexist. So I'm either doing fear life or faith life. And I choose to do faith life because faith life always gets me to be more peaceful, more centered, and more hopeful. I, I, I mean, I can testify on your behalf. I mean, just knowing you for a few years now and seeing just the different things that popped up, but the, the grace that you've shown, the poise, the, <laughs> I can tell, all right, you, you obviously are mature, but you're also, you know, seeking God's wisdom in your life. And, and I believe he's giving you that because 
your decisions speak for themselves. And it'd be real easy to quit. It'd be real easy to get frustrated. And um, so I just want to compliment you on that and tell you I, I appreciate that as your friend. Uh, that's an example to me. So thank you. I think your focus is, is definitely going in the direction of, of speaking and coaching and writing. Uh, so let's just speak to that for a little bit and, and where that's going. Thanks for asking that. Because, Jared, I think what happened is um, how I express myself. You know, I, I, you know, my name, of course, being Kingsley, I call it Kingspiration, right? So I believe that one of my gifts is inspire people to influence, persuade people. And I think I do that very well. Because I did do these three areas very well. Speaking, you know, I've, I've spoken at different organizations. I do, you know, competitive speaking and, and all of that. But also coaching, I think, based on the feedback I've received, that I do a great job in coaching. And my writing, I have had published books as well. So these three areas for me is my kind of Venn diagram. So if I put it where, that's part of my business. It made up of these three components. And what I did, I believe that every one of us, going back to the speaking idea, you know, have every single day are trying to influence someone to build, take our side on something, to see something, understand me, right? But what happened is we may not be able to articulate that very well because we just don't know how to, to communicate effectively. So speaking for me is everyday life. It's something we do to put ourselves in the right position. It's something we do just, just, just to survive, right? So I believe all of us can benefit from that. And that's why I was even writing an article, an article that's going to go out this week about six ways that it's indisputable to be a great speaker, right? And I, one of the things I mentioned in that, the idea is not only do you speak often, but that you have to be able to realize the benefits of that. Because in relationship, right, as me and my wife, for example, if I don't know how to speak to her in a right way, I could offend her. We could have a serious, a serious relationship problem, right? And I work with people many times in coaching or counseling who most times, if I get a dollar for every time I hear why they came to see me and they say, oh, we just don't communicate, I'd be a rich man right now because that's a major issue. So speaking is so important, Jared, not only in relationship, but I believe in that for me as a gift. How do I influence the masses? How do I persuade, inspire, give them hope? And I believe I'm a hope, hope dispenser. So speaking becomes a platform, I can dispense hope. So even on this podcast right now, Speaking to you, to me, it makes it to me somewhere real because I can have a conversation like this and we have, there's no notes where we're just like talking. And I believe because we both have our experience of not only, you know, our own personal journey and our, and our lives, but we are both good speakers, I believe. <laughs> well, I definitely agree on your end. <laughs> so Kingsley, we, we always kind of wrap it up with two questions. First one is uh, for people that aren't connected with you currently, where can they do that? Jared, thank you for asking because I believe that Kingsley Grant, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-N-T. That's where I'm on in my website, my social media. That's one of the best places to go and find out how to contact me. And all the links are also there. And my podcast, of course, is called Smooth Career Change. But the link is also on kingsofgrant.com. But that's a place to go find out more about me. So thank you for asking, Jared. Smooth Career Change. You're going to eventually run out of episodes of this show. So you're going to need to transition and listen to some good stuff. I, would, I recommend it. Last question, of course, is do you have any final thoughts? Jared, my final thought is this. I want to say thank you because um, one of the reasons why I'm sitting here today, and I, it's so interesting if I can share this because Jared had put a post in Facebook on a thread and, and, and just asking people about the podcasters that have made an influence or impact in their lives. So my final thought is this. You never know what impact you're making as a person who's listening right now. But I want to say to you, Jared, you never know the impact you make on people's lives. And sometimes it's like, you don't get the feedback. You just don't know. You'll wonder sometimes. 
But I put your name there for a reason, not just because of podcasting, but because I remember, and I want to put this about a faith idea, you're one of the first persons, right, in a very long time who said to me, Kingsley, at the end, can I pray with you? And that meant something to me. You know, so my final word is, so you never know as you're listening today, you never know the impact. You never know the small seed. Don't give up. Keep on doing good because in the end, you will reap if you faint not. Well said. Uh, Kingsley, congratulations on all the good things. And I'm looking forward to our next hangout at Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> if not before. Uh, yes, yeah, KingsleyGrant.com. Thank you, Kingsley. Kingsley.